0: you're listening to transform your profits the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable successful and impactful accounting firm your host is Reza Huda a practice owner mentor and coach to accounting firm owners hello hello a good uh, day to you I hope you're having a good day so far and being uh, being productive, doing what you want to do on your own terms. So today, we had the last episode was all about. Uh, if you listen to it, it, was about the row, the results only work environment, how to implement it, and what it's all about. Today, I'm going to be talking about the metrics. There are four metrics that you should track, and to make sure that you are going in the right direction. So remember, in the last episode, we talked about that we need to. The results only work environment is all about managing the work rather than managing the people. Getting your people aligned to what you want to accomplish for your clients rather than being fixated around the amount of time that they spend. Uh, So, you know, there'll be another theme going through this and you can see uh, probably a recurring theme in my uh, in my podcast about the fact that t- it's not the time that matters. I only do this because I know how ingrained time is in our profession as something to measure, as something that we think we sell. But we have dispelled that myth many a time that we don't sell time. That is not what clients are buying from us. It makes no difference. If time actually mattered, then this book that I'm writing of 20,000 words, I should expect people to just buy it because I have labored long and hard. Not 20,000, sorry. It'll be about probably 50, 60,000 by the time I'm finished with it. Just because I've spent so many hours and had a labor of love over, over completing, I should ex- expect people to buy it because I've spent so much time on it, people. But they won't just buy it because I've spent so much time on it. They'll buy it. Because they see value in it, or I create the impression that there's some perceived value in there. That's why people would buy a book. It's the same example that I gave uh, a few podcasts ago. If time matters, then it wouldn't matter to you whether someone came out and took six hours to repair your puncher, or whether it took six minutes. You would undoubtedly want to get your puncture repaired so you could be on your way in six minutes rather than six hours. So duration does not matter to clients. What matters to client is the end result, the outcome, the solution, the resolution to a problem. That's what matters. So we need to get our team aligned to what our clients want. So what I encourage you to do is to choose metrics for your team that are aligned to what your clients want. So what I generally say is that have metrics based upon these four broad areas. Now in my deep dive sessions, I give many examples of what you could track and there's no kind of, uh, there's no hard and fast rule that you must track these. What we tend to do is we have a theme. So in any particular year, if there's something that we want to really push in our practice that we feel is a weak area under the four pillar framework that I teach, so under you know, one of the four pillars of people, process, pricing, or positioning, we will pick a metric that we are tracking uh, in that uh, particular quarter or that particular year. So, the four areas that I would get you to start thinking about creating metrics under, and then tracking these as opposed to tracking time, are quantity metrics, a quality metric, a, a service uh, metric, customer happiness metric. And an employee satisfaction metric. So, let's go through some examples of those in turn. So, the first one is quantity, a quantity metric. So, this an example of this is uh, is a billing, you know, billing target, or what I would say is monthly recurring revenue. I believe that is a number that we should be looking at regularly. We look at ours every month. That is a number that I want to get up every single month. My monthly recurring revenue, the number of uh, direct debits that we receive every single month, because that is a combination of both you know new clients taken on plus repricing existing clients, and that is what is going to you know that is what is going to generate our profitability inevitably. The more we can drive that number up and slow down the rate at which we take on cost to. S- to uh, sustain and to maintain that level of monthly recurring revenue that is what's going to drive profitability and ultimately that's also going to drive the value of the firm as i've uh, mentioned before that you know that is in the subscription economy and the way things are going the firms with a higher MR- mrr are worth more period just like the acquisition of pilot by uh, jeff bezos investment arm for 300 million valuing it over a billion a billion dollars which was more than i think you know way more than 12 15 times its revenue at the time and you can see why. The, the reason why is because they, you know, they had a subscription model. They had high monthly recurring revenue. They were going down that route of providing virtual uh, finance function service services, which is, you know, something that I uh, am a proponent as well. So that is a number people that is going to get you a higher valuation on your firm as and when you come to exit. And even if you don't, then that's what's going to drive your profitability forward. So focus on that number. If you're not doing so already, focus on your number. Get your books done. Regularly, <laughs> many accountants that you know that don't that, that don't do their own accounts until you know quarter end when they have to do the VAT or uh, you know don't have access to, to management accounts for their own business. Come on, guys, we've got to practice what we preach. Need to get your books in order. You know, yours should be the first that uh, that is done. Bookkeeping should be up to date, daily, weekly, so you know where you are at. You know where your MRR is. And you know, I have no qualms. I have my team that that updates my bookkeeping. I know some members are very precious, and and it's natural not to have you know to want other people to your team to kind of have uh, access into your books to you know see what's going on. But you know, I'm a big believer in you know. I don't don't think people really care. Um, The only sensitive bit really is people's salaries, which you know. Again, I don't run payroll. I have someone on my team that runs it, um, you know, someone that I trust. And uh, that's the only thing really that's kept, you know, within one or two people. Other, uh, Everyone on our team has access to our, you know, QuickBooks where we, um, where our practice accounts held. so they could find out. But people don't care. They don't generally tend to, you know, look into these things. At the end of the day, pay people a market salary. They're happy. And then it's all about, you know, making sure that you create that culture in an environment which people are happy to work within, they feel empowered, they are autonomous, and you create such an awesome culture that nobody wants to leave and nobody complains about anything either. So anyway, going back to our metrics, first one, quantity, MRR, second one, I would measure, sorry maybe I got confused in the categories. First one is quantity. The second one is turnaround time. So. Either turnaround time for accounts or tax returns, or turnaround time for emails or phone calls, or whatever you can track. I know some depending on what practice management software you have, tracking sometimes might be difficult. You might have to, might be a bit of a laborious process to kind of extricate the numbers that you need. But whatever tracking is important ways you're able to extract that you feel is important to clients. So think about you know what clients care about. They don't care how long you spend on their accounts, but they care about when it's done by. They don't care that you spend. What is the point saying that? Oh, we can get this job done in a day, but then it sits on the shelf for four months. That's not what matters to clients. What matters to clients is getting the job out to them so they can apply for that loan, so they can, uh, you know, get a get a mortgage, so they can actually. Uh, You know, plan their tax liabilities well in advance instead of having to wait until, you know, the the last minute at the 11th hour that you provide them with their tax return or Mm accounts. So that's what matters to clients So measure turnaround times. The third one is a quality metric. So that's where you can kind of measure the quality of your output, the quality of your work. And you can do this through uh, client satisfaction surveys, through net promoter score. Uh, We used to do this. Through SurveyMonkey, where we've got a series of questions. I've shared the template with members of my mentoring program in the past and tried various things to get people to complete them. They're good initially. If you've never done it before, I recommend you do do it. The, the, the problem arises is that, you know, once you start doing it quite regularly, you find that it's the same clients that, uh, that end up uh, completing these surveys. So, what we do now is we tend to, we used to do it quarterly, now we've dropped it back down to annually and, uh, yeah, kind of focus more on uh, new clients. When we get new clients through the door, uh, send them the feedback you know, six months to a year after they've been with us uh, because of the, um, yeah, people just get apathy and they've uh, got better things to do than complete feedback f- surveys for us. But it's definitely something you haven't done, then worth doing because these survey platforms like SurveyMonkey also have the ability to, for you to find out your net promoter's score, which is one of these kind of industry-wide benchmarks that allow you to gauge whether you know people are happy with their service, whether they're happy to promote you to their friends and family, or whether they're just, you know, blah about your service. So it's good insight to get if you've never done it before. And sometimes if you've never done it before, and the kind of questions we ask in there are, you know, how are you... Uh, you know, how satisfied were you with your last experience? So rather than just general questions, try and make it a bit more specific so uh, they can actually think of the last experience they have with you and write something about that and always encourage them with some freeform content. Is there anything that you can do better to improve The level of service. So, you know, what would make it, you know, if they answered four out of five or three out of five, you know, what would give us a five out of five? So, you know, get them to, sometimes people are too polite in these things. So you want to encourage them to uh, suggest things that, and, and kind of make it open that you want to hear their suggestions that uh, make it uh, in a way that they don't feel bad or they don't, you know, they don't think that, uh, that they don't want to hurt your feelings because everyone just wants to be nice, uh, even though they might not be happy. So you want to try and encourage them to give you that constructive feedback and show that you're willing to receive it and accept it. Okay. And the last one, therefore. So we've covered quantity. We've covered turnaround. We've covered. <laughs> quality the last one is employee happiness so you know have a metric where you can track employee happiness because at the end of the day if you have a happy team you'll have happy clients You have happy clients you'll have a happy you so that is why we are tracking these things we are tracking these th- metrics which are important to the moving our business moving the needle in our business forward making our clients happy which is ultimately what it's all about making sure our employees efforts and outcomes are aligned with our clients uh expectations needs wants and desires when it comes to working with us so with uh, employees so we have a, an app that we use called 155 and they register a pulse score out of five every single week so they don't do time sheets but what they do is is complete their 155 so it's called 155 because it's it was kind of set up as five questions and it takes 15 minutes to do but actually it takes a lot less time it takes probably you know uh the way my team fill it in <laughs> probably a couple of minutes now um but it's a good gauge they have to do it every single week and it's literally just pushing a button out of five how are you feeling but then there's also a few other questions in there which rotate so there are some standard fixed questions so every week we ask what went well this week what are your priorities for the coming week or do you have any roadblocks or challenges so it's an opportunity. I find it's a good opportunity for those that are not really vocal in team meetings or wouldn't always express any particular challenge or issue they might be having. It's just another medium to allow those people who are not quite comfortable speaking out, asking for help, to put it into a platform where they can, you know, hide behind a keyboard. And you know, the introverted ones amongst us, we need to uh, cater for everybody. Uh, and if an introvert myself, so I, I can see how that would have been useful when I was employed to actually raise something that I'm. May not be comfortable raising in a team meeting with other people, or perhaps going to my manager for for fear of you know, maybe not being seen as um, yeah, just just not having a good impression if I go to someone. So we found that that works well. And then there's a rotation of questions on there. Uh, there's an ability for the team to give each other high fives as well. So that's really good because you know, in the, a workplace is all about you know, employees thrive on being recognised for their efforts in the workplace. And how can you systemize that? How can you make sure that that happens on a systematic basis? Because we don't often praise enough. We're very quick to criticize, but we're very slow to praise. And we need to go out of our way to do this and to create a culture where praise is taking place Regularly, because that is what really drives employee satisfaction and motivation. So this uh, high five—it's just, just an opportunity for people to have a think. Oh, okay. They're, oh, yeah. This colleague of mine—you know—they really helped me out with this. I'm giving them a high five. And then it comes up, and then there's a high five leaderboard, and you know, it's just a way of the team acknowledging each other for the efforts of their teammates and of their colleagues and helps to kind of keep motivation levels high because employees want to know that they're doing good work. That's what drives employee motivation. It's not, you know, money. It's not the, the perks and things like that. It's really having. Having a place which, where they feel autonomous, where they feel valued in the workplace, that they are working in their zone of genius. This is another, I need to do another podcast on this, that, you know, it's all about getting people on the, on the bus, the right people on the bus, and then getting them in the right seats, about getting people to work in their zones of genius, because that's when you get the best out of them and knowing what those zones of genius are. So, you know you're not putting someone getting someone to do something which is draining and zapping them of their energy so giving people the right type of the work that is aligned with their natural skill sets their natural uh, gifts and there's a great model, uh, that we use to find out what people's gifts, frustrations and challenges are in line with how we operate in the workplace it's called the working genius by Patrick Lencioni. Check it out if you haven't already, but I'll do another episode on this because it's a, it's quite a, quite an interesting topic in itself to figure out what is it that drives people? How do we get the best out of people and maximize everyone's potential? Okay. I think I'm, uh, uh. Uh, out of time on this one so i hope you found that useful remember the four metrics i would love to hear if you are tracking any then drop me a message on linkedin if you haven't already please do rate the podcast it helps us to get found and also if you have a question put it in the review section and i'll make sure i answer it in the next episode otherwise take care have a great essay today and i'll speak to you soon bye for now thank you for listening